This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, Ross the Boss returns to talk some metal. Ross talks about his upcoming tour with the Ross the Boss band, what's going on with the Dictators, and since I'm a Manowar freak, we have to talk the classic Manowar days as well. Hey, if you like this show, consider being a financial supporter through Anchor. See the link in the description. Well, now it's time to hail and kill. Check it out. Well, Ross, man, welcome back to the podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Glad really to good. Great. What, what's going on in your world? You've been working on any music? Got touring? What's going on? My world? Yeah. Um, well, the dictators are working on new music, which has been practicing all week. Uh, we have the new members, uh, Albert Bouchard from Blue Oyster Cult, the original drummer from Blue Oyster Cult, and... Keith Raw, serious DJ. Yeah. For many, many years, guitar player. Uh, he's in the band on guitar because our second guitar player, Scott Kempner, has dementia. Can't do it anymore, sadly. Been doing that week. The Ross the Boss Band starts its four U.S. shows to get ready for the uh, European tour. That's starting uh, April 21st in Barcelona. I'll tell you the dates. Is that a lot? I think I'm pretty busy, right? Yeah, I think you got a lot, a lot of good stuff going on. That's awesome, man. Death Dealer just put out an EP, uh, Fuel Injected Suicide. Do these shows here. We'll give you a little taste of what's happening. Yeah. Barcelona, Pamplona, Valladolid, Vigo, oh, Oviedo, Vigo, Liz- Lisbon, Sevilla, Almeria, Valencia, Madrid, Kapovic, Norway. And then we have Art Shot in Belgium. We have Sweden Rock coming up. We have... Uh, Black Sea, Black Silesia Open Festival, and then we have Mididelio Rock. <clears throat> so we got a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, when you talk about the Dictators, uh, when do you plan on putting music out for that? Is that going to be later in the year? Well, as soon as it, I mean, we're working on songs. It's not like you know, you know, we right. have we're accruing tracks. We have about six tracks recorded, ready to go. So, you know, we're going to wait till we get about 12. You know, we're in no rush. I mean, you know, we're going to start to play. And uh, it's going to be incredible when we start to play. How about uh, Ross the Boss Band? You going to, uh, any plans to do another album under that well, name? We was to, well, listen, my record, Born of Fire, was put out March 6th, the week of the uh, of the scandemic when it hit. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we haven't we haven't had a chance to tour this record because that my tour was can't, was postponed twice. Right. So I'm doing those dates that I had supposed to be doing two years ago. So I'm not going to do a new record until, you know, we've toured this record. And then I'll start thinking about new music. I mean, everybody wants new music. Everybody, you know, but nobody wants to pay for it anymore. Right. Okay? Right. So that's all going to have to change. It's not like I don't make money on it, but it's not enough. I mean, it's going to... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna tour this record. We're gonna sell the shit out of these CDs, and then I'm gonna I'll I'll make the decision. Right, right. Because everybody wants new music. You know, it's it's nice to say that, but the musician counts. Yeah, my job counts. Right, right. So people want, but you know, the music people. Uh, I know a lot of musicians feel that way. You know, so it's gonna be even the Rolling Stones. So it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You know. I know I have to make another record soon, eventually. Right. But not now. Isn't it crazy? It's funny you say that because you're right. It, right, it came right out right when uh, COVID was happening. And isn't it crazy to think like we kind of just lost like two years? Like where the hell did it go? We lost two years. It's plus. nuts. Yeah. And the music business is not back to normal again. I can no. tell you. It's not back to normal. Okay. There's a lot of things, a lot of things that have to happen before it gets back to normal. Like, People aren't buying tickets in advance, and that that makes that makes the, the 
promoters wonder, okay? That makes the promoters think, oh, I'm take, am I taking a big uh, big risk here? Am I going to, you know? So it's right. you know, on all levels. It's on all levels of, of music, okay? Everyone thinks that they can walk out the day of the show and just walk in. You know, that's people have to kind of think about what are the implications of that are, okay? Right. If there's no pre-sales, people are going to have to think about it. You know, the promoters especially got to putting the money out to get these tours going, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure, man. It's going to have to be better. Yeah. When the music business gets back rolling again. When you talk about Born of Fire, let, let's talk about that a little bit because um, people, if they haven't heard it, man, they got to check it out. And I think what's cool about it is it's not, you know, I think sometimes people think Ross the Boss and it's going to be a total 80s metal throwback. But it's not, man. It's definitely, uh, it's got some modern vibes to it. It's pretty It's pretty good. Absolutely has a modern vibe to it, you know. Uh, I don't mean, you know, just because I invented Man of War, it doesn't mean I have to... Uh, you know, make every song like that, you right. know? Right. So there's definitely, with my new band, uh, with my new singer, Mark Lopes, he's a, a modern singer. You know, he does all the metal things. He does everything that, that has to be done. Right. You know, metal. But uh, we, he, you know, some of the tracks are, are out, I mean, the tracks are all outstanding, you know? And, uh, you know, it's not new metal. By any, by any, by any, you know, sense it's not new metal. It's it's just fresh music. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. It's fresh. I tell you, my favorite song is "Fight the Fight." I don't know, man. Once I listen yep. to that, I just I can't get it out of my head. So everybody's got to go check out "Fight the Fight," man. <laughs> all the songs, all the songs were were made for to be anthemic. Yep. Every single song. Oh, Mark, don't don't deliver me a song that's not anthemic. I don't care what the riffs are. I mean, I want I want vocal hooks. I want I want lyrical hooks. And we did it. So if you look, check out my record, Born of Fire, every single song is an anthem. Mm-hmm, for sure. When when you talk about the writing process, uh, Ross, are you mostly a music guy? Do you contribute to the lyrics at all? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a music guy. I'm not a lyric man. I wish I did write more. I wish I did write lyrics. Come, you know, of course, but uh, financially, I wish I did write the lyrics. <laughs> I don't. So even when we go back to like classic Manowar albums, you know the early albums, anything with your name on it, that's a musical creation, uh, not not lyric. Right. Well, one thing, man, I want to tell you is that I'm a, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and uh-huh. I was kind of thinking the other day, I was like, wow, you know, like Ross was managed by Bill Coin, you know, er, early in the Manowar days. What what are your thoughts about Bill Coin? Like when you think back to him, anything to share? Well, he was he was a quite, he was a nice guy, you know. We we liked him, but you know, he was a guy that would only work with the record company's money, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, he just, he think he was like from the old school that he, he thinks that the record company was a bank. <laughs> and they're not. And they're not now, forget it. You know, that, and, you know, that was, that was the old world thinking that, mm-hmm. the, that, the, that the record company had to invest money, you know, <laughs> but literally, you know, he put his credit card down, for, he put his Amex card down for Kiss. Right. To find those tours. You know, no record company, Casablanca, wasn't paying for that right. back then. Right. So, but uh, he was good. I mean, he was all right. He really didn't. He didn't last very long with us. No. What was What was his vision? Did he have some kind of big plan for you guys, or what? What, what was his? What, yeah. what was he trying to do? Yeah, make the record company spend. <laughs> that was his vision. Another Kiss connection, obviously, is um, Ken Kelly. And you know, most people look at you know fighting the world as like the '80s version of Destroyer. What was that intentional, Ross, or did somebody what did somebody say like, "Man, I like that Kiss cover. We should do something like that." What was the thought process? <laughs> Joey and I really liked the Kiss cover, and we wanted to be represented uh, bigger than life. 
like like they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, this that's what we wanted. <laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> you got it, man. What about speaking of Kiss, just in general? What did you think of Kiss when they came out? Did you like what they were doing? Or? Yep. At, at one point in New York City, there were three bands that had record contracts: the New York Dolls, the Dictators, and Kiss. Mm-hmm. So I know everything about. I know quite a lot about that band. I had quite a lot of respect for for, for Gene and Paul. Mm-hmm. Did your paths cross cross much back in the day, like in New York City, or no? Yeah, we, the Dictators opened for them on tour. No kidding. Yeah. What what tour? What year was that? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay, sweet. I did not know that. Now you do. On the classic Manowar albums, you go from eighty two to eighty four. Every album is on like a different record label. What, what was the story? What, were you not happy with the labels? Were the labels not happy with you guys? What was what were the changes? Well, we never we never really lasted on one record on one label. Right. Uh, we did two for Atlantic, and then you know we just kept you know trying to get better better deals. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean you can't blame us. Oh yeah, exactly. It seems though when you got to Atlantic, it seems like sonically, like the production was just way beyond what was on the early albums. Was it just technology, or was there like bigger budgets when you got to Atlantic? Well, it was technology involved too because we did uh, we did digital records. Fighting the World was the first digital record ever. Right. That's yeah. I read that. Yep. And then we improved it on Kings of Metal. So. Kings of Metal, man, it does still to this day. If you you know, just talking about, I'm not talking about any reissues or remasters, but the original Kings of Metal it still sounds amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on with like music production today, but a lot of albums just, I don't know if they're they're geared to be listened to through small speakers or through a phone, but I don't know, man. You just don't hear albums that sound like that anymore. Yeah, some of those records sound like they've been mixed through a. Uh a uh, food grater. <laughs> <laughs> when you go back, man, do you have a favorite out of the Manor ones you played on? Yeah, Battle Hymns is the record that started everything. Right. Started power metal. Started the band's career. Yeah. So, so I, I would say that record is my favorite record. Yeah. It seems like you've got the and most it, songwriting credits like on that one versus some of the other ones. Yeah, well, all the songs. Yeah. One thing, obviously, I, I showcase a lot of the 80s metal uh, on, on the show that I do. Obviously, bands like Motley Crue, Dokken, Rat. When all that stuff was coming out, man, what did you think? Did you think that this is this is false metal or, or did you like some of it? I liked it. Yeah. Rat. Rat was a good, really great band. Motley Crue was a good band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poison was a good band, believe it or not, I think. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of other other bands that were really pretty good, but then, but then those the record companies tried to sign every uh, every band in their mommy's clothes ever. You know, so. <laughs> that early '80s man, like the, you know, from like '82 to '84. I mean, that was really popping. You know, I mean, that's like when you know Quiet Riot came out with um, Metal Health, and then Stay Hungry, Twisted Sister. What about Twisted Sister? So that was a band you mentioned. I mean, you have some history with them. Yes. The, the bass, uh, our, the dictator's bass player Mark Mendoza was on in uh, the second record. Um, was on in the dictator's for the second record in '77, mm-hmm. and he went on to join Twisted Sister. And I'm great friends with him to the, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good friends with Dean. We're very, we were very, very good friends. Awesome, awesome. Talk a little bit about the set list that you guys are doing for these upcoming shows. I mean. Uh, you doing a lot of Man of War tunes along with uh, Ross the Boss songs. What's the mix? You would figure, right? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to do the classic Man of War show, of course. Uh-huh. And, um, uh huh. And the classic Man of War show, and then with, with the new stuff from Born of Fire. What uh, what Man of War songs are you going to do? The good ones that I did. <laughs> 
Well, I, th- I think all the ones you're on are pretty damn good, man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, like Battle Hymns, Hail and Kill, maybe Violence and Bloodshed, maybe. We'll have to see. We're going to start rehearsing next week, so. Cool. And then you're going to do some shows in the States, too? We're doing uh, four shows next week. 414, New Bedford, Massachusetts, The Vault. 415, Clifton, New Jersey, Dingbats. 416, Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware, Bar 8, X111. XIII, yeah, bar eight and 417, Easter Easter night, the Kingsland, Brooklyn. Sweet. And then, and then on the nineteenth, we go to Spain. Awesome, that's awesome, man. Anything else you want to tell uh, your fans out there before we close? Well, no. Listen, you, you know you got to buy tickets in advance, and you and you got to come come out and see the bands. You have to come out and see the bands. You have to make an effort to go out and see bands on every level because then you know because you're gonna you're gonna choke the, choke the music industry to death for sure alright brother hey you know? I appreciate your time I wish you lots of luck with all the upcoming shows you got it brother take care Ross well that was great talking with Ross make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing rock on